Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Jamie Lint, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Well, uh, Zach Thomas, as you uh, heard in Jeff's Sports Center, is uh, again a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, is this is this the time that finally clicks for him? At uh, Let's hope so, man. It feels like it feels like that um, momentum builds each year after he's not awarded. Um, that uh, that uh, honor, and kind of feels like other players have, of you know, of equal or greater skill or even less. I mean, because I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're in the you're in the top one percent, or maybe even maybe even less than that, in in terms of people that have played all time. Uh, but it, it, it just felt like you know last year after he didn't get it that there was that of all the people that didn't get in. The outcry for him was the most. Okay. Okay. So that's so, a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if if I were um, a betting man, I think I would bet uh, this year that he would uh, that he would get in. Um, but man, you just you just never know. Um, the list now is at fifteen. There's three first time eligible players, and then there's one who's waited twenty five years. Um, uh, to get in the, uh, the some of the highlights, um, Joe Thomas, who was a ten-time Pro Bowl selection, he's one of those guys that probably never heard of. And then you go, "Oh, what did he do?" Well, ten times Pro Bowl, six times First Team All Pro, that's pretty good. Oh, he was good. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's not like he's you know you stand over here at sixth and Q and well, go because he's an offensive lineman. Right, right. Uh, Darrell Revis, um, cornerback. He was. I mean, he's a spectacular player. Um, and there was a lot of times when teams thought that they were capturing him, like the New York Jets, that that was like the the Holy Grail. Um, but he was pretty dang good and really, really good. Right, probably the best corner in the league for a while. Yeah, uh, defensive end uh, Dwight Freeney, um, also uh, in his first year of uh, of eligibility. So I, I just, I just going, going back to last year and something that kind of made it okay kind of sort of not even a lot but at least understandable last year's class was like the five guys that were waiting the longest to get into the hall of fame that had been finalists before some of them had been waiting like 30 years trying to get in and mm-hmm. it there's a lot there's a large backlog that even the 75th anniversary class couldn't quite clear out when they brought in the 50 like what it was 20 players that they elected that year or something that for Zach not to get in last year kind of made it okay because that's what it looked like they did. If he doesn't get in this year with all of the all of the former players that have come out on his side and all of the numbers that he has shown up and even guys that have gotten in before him that play his position that have said, why is Zach Thomas not in the Hall of Fame? Then clearly the baseball writers have uh, uh, gone into the Pro Football Hall of Fame voting booth. It's the only answer I've got. Yeah, and I think the the thing that maybe hurts him, I guess, I guess the one thing that hurts him is, is that the, Miami didn't make a Super Bowl. The lack of postseason play. Sure, sure. 
you know, is really is really it. Because when you look at his numbers and you go, oh my God, how is this guy not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, and like you guys have said, not just not just that he didn't win a Super Bowl. I mean, he really the Dolphins were a non-factor. Yeah, for much of his career, yeah. so it wasn't as if he was playing in the playoffs a bunch and doing great things. But they just came up short, and that's probably part also part of the reason that a lot of people don't even know who he is. No, no doubt. No, no doubt. Unfortunately, ooh, I don't know about that. No, I, I, I think that's fair because they weren't playing in high-profile games. They weren't playing in Sunday night games or Monday night games or Thursday night games or you know the the network the the game of the week or if so. If you, speak. if your team played the Dolphins, you knew who Zach Dol- Zach Thomas was. Agreed, but I'm just talking. He's and I think I don't want to speak for you, Jamie, but nationwide, you just he's not a household name because the Dolphins. Weren't a, weren't a team that was playing in the limelight. No, but they played every week in the. If your team was playing the Dolphins, the I, I'm talking the fans knew who Zach Thomas was at that point because he was the guy tackling everybody. Uh, I, yeah, but he wasn't the guy that was. Um, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't Lewis. a pass rusher that was just really, really well known. I mean, he was a guy that went sideline to sideline and made a ton of tackles and was really, really good at doing that. But that's not necessarily a high prof, high profile position. I I, I agree. Uh, the other kind of linebackers, I mean, they list DeMarcus Ware as a defensive end, outside linebacker, and Patrick Willis uh, as a linebacker as well that would be uh, uh, also uh, among the finalists. Um, I would I would think uh, Jared Allen is probably uh, going to be a guy that's going to get a ton of votes. Reggie Wayne is going to get a ton of votes. You would think Darren Woodson, right? I mean, you would think he's a no, Hall of Famer? I, I think so, yeah. Um but are we partial because you know we sure. follow and sure. focus on the Cowboys? No, and no, no question. But he was a great player. No, no question. Um, I'm curious how Devin Hester will be received, and then uh, Rondé Barber, who is uh, Tiki's brother, twin brother. Yeah, I mean, right, and that's kind of had the same thing. Yeah, I just I don't know about him. Right. Like, good, good player. I just don't know if I viewed him as a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a finalist, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you. So. You know, they'll, they'll take, um, I don't know, six, seven of these guys. Uh, and then the, uh, the Veterans Committee um, will do a yes-no vote on uh, Ken Riley, Chuck Howley, and Joe Klecko. Uh, they're the senior committee finalists. And then Don Coriel, the coach-slash-contributor committee finalists. I, I got to tell you, I mean, Don Coriel, I mean, he... He redefined uh, offense in uh, in the National Football League with what they did and what he did with Dan Fouts. They just couldn't get over the hump and get into a Super Bowl with him. Mm-hmm. And part of that was the other teams in the AFC that were just better, whether it was uh, the Dolphins um, or or the Steelers or, or the Raiders in their own division uh, would have been. But, man, did they – you talk about uh, a high-flying offense uh, in those days, in the you know late '70s, early '80s, and into the '80s. Uh, I mean, they didn't call it Eric Coriel for nothing. Mm. Now it might might be somewhat pedestrian today, but in, in those days, I mean, he was. They were. I mean, it was every. I mean, you you might as well have called it a you know a spread offense or anything along those lines. Howley was the, is the only guy to win an MVP on a losing team. For the Super Bowl, and that was the Cowboys in Super Bowl Five. Um, and Joe Klecko, he was part of that New York Sack Exchange. I always thought he was more. There was more hype than substance 
even though he was a force, he just kind of became a character caricature of himself at the end. It just seemed like shenanigans and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, just I, I, I think if he had played for anybody but the Jets uh, or, or or in New York, then I don't I don't know that he would be on this list. But who knows? Maybe he would be because he would have if he would have played on a better team. I I just feel like Gastineau was the guy on that team that everybody yes, talked about yes. and knew about, and I think Klecko was a really good player. But again, I, I kind of put him with Barber. I don't know that I look at him as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, and Ken Riley, if memory serves me correct, he played for the uh, uh, for the Bengals and played for their teams when um, they had some pretty good teams. And I'm trying to remember their quarterback before Boomer size and Ken Anderson uh, was their quarterback. And, uh, yeah, he spent his entire career with the uh, the Bengals that went from 1970 to 1983. And uh, they had they had some good teams. They had a you know, Super Bowl team there, but uh, they too could not uh, get over the hunt. And, and Ken Riley has since uh, passed away, dying a couple years ago um, at the age of 65. Uh, and then one other guy that they list, and they, they're going to make a lot of it, well, it makes some of it because it's just been so long, 25 years, Albert Lewis. He was a he was a really good defensive player, defensive back for the Chiefs, but those were awful, awful, awful Chiefs teams. And he intercepted a ton of balls. He was an interesting he was an interesting guy. Um but um I'm not sure he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I would I would kind of put him in the same category as some of the other guys that we've we've just talked about. Good, not great. Right. Good, not great. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. For this day in sports history, today is January the 5th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. I'm so proud of you, Chuck. Thank you. Way to go. I didn't even need you to hold up the 23, but I appreciate you. No, but I was you helpful. Give, I was you giving me the assist, helpful. yeah. You're a good teammate. Thank you. I appreciate that. 1927, Major League Baseball Commissioner uh, uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, excuse me, begins a three-day public hearing on charges that four games played between the Chicago White Sox and Detroit Tigers in 1917 had been thrown to the White Sox. That's real. I mean, when you brought that up the other day, I had no idea that that was even something that had happened. That's because it didn't. But we had to talk about it. Okay. 1957 Dodgers Jackie Robinson announces his retirement rather than to be traded to the New York Giants. Yeah. We talked about the trade before Christmas. Um right. and he today was the day he said, "Nah, I'm done. Peace out, right?" Yeah. Thanks. 197 would do Chuck if they ever tried to trade me away from you. Really? Okay. I would just quit. Okay, yeah. what just quit? Well, I'll just quit. I feel like someday you're just going to you're either going to have enough of me or you're going to have enough of me. And I, I feel it's more the latter that's not positive <laughs> to have enough for me. I just told you I can't, can't do it can't, without can't you. Can't do it without me. Won't do Man. it without wow. you. Wow. Wow. I love yeah. that. 1971, Globetrotters lose 100-99 to the New Jersey Reds, ending a 2,495-game winning streak. And, th- and that was a real deal, too. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Um, that, you know, it's just so shocking. I mean, that was like one of those rare times when they kind of played a real game. Crazy. It's a bunch of showbiz. Mm-hmm. 1989, Major League Baseball signs a $400 million deal with ESPN 
so they can show 175 games in 1990. And I wonder what their number is now. How many games? I don't think it's that many now. You don't? For ESPN. I think they're down to three a week. For baseball? For baseball. Baseball, Sunday night game, and then... And they're usually a Saturday game, too? On the radio, not on television. It's a midweek game, or is there? Yeah, a, there's there's Mondays and Wednesdays in there. Sundays, it seems like so. I bet yeah. Jeff's right. I bet three is an accurate okay. number. 1993, Reggie Jackson is elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1996, Miami Dolphins coach Don Shula announces his retirement. In 2007, Bill Cowher would pull a Don Shula and resign as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, they were talking about this the other day. I think it was on uh, The Herd or on the Dan Patrick Show here on Double T 97.3 because they were talking about Sean Payton, him coming back. He's he's 59. But Cowher, when he walked away, was like late 40s. Yeah, he was even younger. Now, his his wife was ill at the time, but the thought was you know, he was going to catch a breath, recharge, and then and then go. And then his wife ended up passing away, and he had three young daughters relatively young that he wanted to spend time with and kind of see their activities and stuff like that and got comfortable and already and and the other point they made was he had already established himself with a as a hall of fame career even though he had had not been a head coach for that number of years but by winning a super bowl and you know and kind of i I think he had a pretty decent career no no i want to say it's 15 plus years right but the point was that he had already established himself as a hall of fame career so that he didn't necessarily have anything to go back for, to put himself in that grind. I, I don't care if he had to go something to go back for or not. I mean, clearly he had three daughters at home that yeah he made didn't, a choice to have their mom that yeah. that was that that's where he needed to be. And I'm not sure how old yeah. they were if they were high school age or college age when they passed. That, that seemed seemed to me they were high school age when when his mom when his wife passed. Seems like he made the right decision. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and, and uh, he's very comfortable in doing what he's doing. And I don't want to see him wearing another uniform other than the Steelers. He's the Steelers coach. No, no question. Boy, he's a bulldog. <laughs> Salute no that question. guy and move on, Steelers coach. Yeah, that, right. No, no question. And in 2010, Mike Shanahan is formally introduced as the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Did not work out. No. It is National Whipped Cream Day. Big fan of the whipped cream. Pie. Whipped pie? On pie. On pie. Do you ever just like, like, do you have whipped cream in your refrigerator and just every once in a while just take off the lid, and just kind of squirt it in your mouth? No. Okay. No. no. Or like if you have cool I mean, whip. I've done that when I have it out, but I don't just every once in a while take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> just, or you have cool whip, just kind of open it up and just mm-hmm. kind of take a little dab with your finger or a spoon or something like that. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player Zach Smith. 27 today. Bradley Cooper, 48. Marilyn Manson, 54. Diane Keaton, 77. Clancy Brown, 64. He was the guard in Shawshank Redemption. Okay. He was also in. He was also the bad guy in Highlander. Uh, Robert Duvall, 92. Jim Otto, 85. Jim or, Otto? Jim Otto. The center? Uh-huh. Double zero? Uh-huh. He's still old. He's 85. still alive. Wow. Work done, 48. Mercury Moore, 76. And Charlie Huff is 75. Charlie Huff is so Mercury Morris is seventy six. You said right. Mercury Morris is seventy six. Yes. And Charlie Huff is seventy five. Correct. 
I would not have, if you had asked me how old Charlie Huff was, I would not have said, I would not have said that age. I would not have thought that he, he and Mercury Morris were, it makes sense, but it, it just seems like Charlie Huff would be younger. Well, he is technically. Well, I mean, but I mean, but <laughs> younger his, than seventy-five. His no, career I, I lasted can... longer because you know the style, his style of the sport that he was in, Mercury Morris. You know, shelf plus life was, was short. A, plus, he was a pitcher. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can remember Charlie Huff playing. I can't remember Mercury Morris playing. Okay, he played on those. He played on that seventy-two Dolphin team. He's the leader of the Champagne Brigade. Yeah. I was minus two. Yeah. yeah. And on this day in nineteen seventy-two. Back-to-back days, Richard Nixon signs a bill authorizing $5.5 million in funding to develop a space shuttle. The space mm. shuttle represented a giant leap forward in technology of space travel designed to function more like a cost-efficient reusable airplane than a one-time-only-use rocket. The, cap- the shuttle afforded NASA pilots and scientists more time in space, which would conduct space-related research. NASA launched Columbia. The first space sh- shuttle in 1981. And that is this Dan Sports History. All right, 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and uh, comments on the Yates Flooring Center channel. .com for that or the mobile app. It's uh, presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Uh, one texture says this. Don Coriel's the Mike Leach of NFL football. He changed offenses and his concepts are still being used today. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and and I, I, think, uh, I think that makes him... Uh, a guy that would be uh, quite eligible uh, for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'd be, uh, I'd have no, uh, no problem with that uh, whatsoever. Um, <laughs> we spoke about the Aggies earlier about their uniform debacle last night. Uh, the other news coming out of there is uh, the hiring of Bobby Petrino as their offensive coordinator. He had just taken a job at UNLV. He had been the head coach at Missouri State. He actually took a haircut to go to UNLV. Um, and his uh, his son-in-law and his son got elevated uh, at Missouri State. Um, but he's 61 years old, hasn't called plays per se in a long time. And, uh, and now Jimbo Fisher has hired him at, uh, at Missouri State, at uh, Texas A&M. That's a, that's a crazy development. It is crazy. I don't, you, you know, you, you you think of all the the people that they could hire and all the resources that they have. Why would you? Unless you just feel like that he's just this offensive mind that you've got to have, you know, on your football team, creative and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it just seems. He just seems like a guy that comes with a lot of negative energy. Woohoo, sure. You know? A lot of baggage. Just a lot of a lot of baggage. Uh Mr. Petrino, do you have any more bags? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of more here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right on the back side of my motorcycle. <laughs> right. 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 No, no, no question. Um so I don't know. It's just a that's a very curious hire. We'll see uh see how that goes for uh Jimbo and the uh and the Aggies. I don't know. Seems kind of weird. All right. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gurley tonight at 6 here on Double T 97.3. Tomorrow, Friendship Girls basketball, they play host to San Angelo Central. Is that going to be a good game? 
Uh, I would imagine friendship's going to wax them. I would imagine that the Tigers are the prohibited favorite in okay. the district. Um, I could be wrong on that. Okay, I trust it's, your. I've seen analysis of that. I think I've seen every team in the district in non-conference play playing other teams and tournaments and all that, except mm-hmm. Central. Oh, okay. So this will be an interesting one. Okay. I know Central played at Cooper and. Cooper beat him, I don't know, decently decently close game, 10, 12, something like that. So clearly they're a good team if they challenged Cooper like that. Sure. Uh, one couple other things on this um, the situation in, in the National Football League. Uh, Vice President of Operation Troy Vinson says yesterday the team, the league, is leaving all the options on the table regarding the schedule, which could include pushing the conference title games into the bye week. Um, he did not rule that in a, out in a conference call yesterday, but he said basically first and foremost that they are checking in with the Bills and their head coach Sean McDermott to gauge the team's mindset and then offer whatever resources are necessary. Uh, this from Yahoo as the team just basically processes Demar Hamlin's battle. Um, Vincent added that there will be a time in the near future when the league begins an attempt at shaping the remainder of the Bills' schedule including both the postponed game and the Week 18 game, which is this week against the New England Patriots. Um, we've not had discussions, said, of the of the game against the New England Patriots, which right now is scheduled to kick off at noon our time. It's really important that we just keep the pulse of the coach and the players and don't get in front of that. We'll allow Sean and his team and his staff and his players, which is the most important thing here, to guide this if we have to make that decision collectively with the club. As you mentioned, they did return to practice yesterday. Um, but it's uh, you got to think that, man, that's a lot of stuff going through their minds. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, how do you, how do you, how do, you I, do that? What do you expect from them on Sunday? A great performance? Man, I you know they're playing a Patriots team that's fighting for their playoff. Sure, and sure. I don't. And they're just they're going through the motions. And, yeah, and I don't. And, and, unless and, and unless there's some kind of remarkable progress made by uh, Demar Hamlin, where they would where they would feel like that he's going to make it. But even then, even then, I mean, we're talking about having to overcome, you know the. Just the emotional, um, just God, it's just it's it's unfathomable. It's un truly um, uncharted territory. I, I don't I don't mean to compare these two things, okay? Um, because obviously it's a different situation of what's going through the mind. Okay, let me just say that first. But to me, it's almost similar to. We see really talented college football teams that don't want to be in their bowl game mm-hmm. and that are way more talented than the opponents that they're playing. And then you show up at the bowl game and you can see that they didn't want to practice for a month. They didn't want to be there. They weren't excited about playing in that game. And you can't just flip a switch and say, well, just because we're more talented, we're going to win this football mm-hmm. game. We see it over and over and over again. Right? Yeah. And so the Bills may be way more talented than the Patriots. Yeah, I think most of us would agree with that. Sure. Okay. But you, I mean, magnify, I don't want to play. I wanted to be at a better bowl game times about 20 million 
to what the Bills are going through when it's not about, well, we don't want to play the Patriots. It's about, I'm worried about something else that's bigger than football. And just, I just don't think that they're going to have a good mindset going into the game. It's, it's just... It's human nature. Yes. Yes. And it's I almost nature. respect them more for it. Yeah, no, I mean... It's, <laughs> it's a, like they have a heart, well, right? Yeah, I mean... All, it, it, they're vir- humans. Virtually all these NFL players, to, to some degree, have have shown their vulnerability or and have, and have seen now what was really thought to be unspeakable. I mean, it's one thing, probably... It's probably hard enough for them to go into a game knowing that at any given play their lives could be changed, livelihood could be changed because of a broken ankle or a rotator cuff or a knee or, God forbid, head injury, concussion, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then you ratchet that up and go, hey, this guy almost lost his life and he, he may, he, his, his life will be forever changed. You just don't know what the quality of it's going to be yet, and you you, you hope he survives. But the, the the mindset is now completely changed for these guys, um, for at least the moment. So it's it's uh, extremely scary stuff. Yeah, I I don't know how much NFL players are going to. I think there's a pause, but I mean the hit, the tackle, whatever that took place right before Tamar Hamlin collapsed, that amount of physicality and violence happened, and, and it wasn't super, No, it, it was wasn't an, a lot. Re- relatively routine. Happens thousands of times in every football game. No, no doubt. Okay? And guys don't get up and collapse. And that's why I say... We don't really know if football was the reason that this happened or if it played a small part in it. Clearly, DeMar Hamlin had something, that, and that's what it looks like to me. I shouldn't say clearly. That's what it looks like to me, that there was an underlying condition, right? Because that hit happens so many times, and guys aren't getting up and collapsing. Mm-hmm. The- so I wonder if our NFL football players going to say to themselves, man, I don't know if I should play this game anymore. That can happen to me. I don't know if they're going to say that. They're going to say, ah, "Demar obviously had something already." The the way that uh, a doctor friend of mine explained it to me was that uh, he has an he had an issue beforehand, and that the reason it manifested in this way, um, his heartbeat was at the exact point to be in the wrong spot when yeah, the contact happened. I've heard something similar to that. Yeah. Um, and that this is normally something that's caught at a lot younger age uh, in athletes, uh, specifically with baseball players, because of the it's not direct contact, but it's how you the the athleticism and is used in different ways. Um, and hockey players is the same way; it's usually caught a lot sooner than it being caught in a professional football player, uh, which is why we don't hear about this type of injury. Uh, or this condition a lot because it's caught much much Cut sooner early in the process. And they say you shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Well, let, let, let me ask you this, and and I, it, I mean today is Thursday, and this happened Monday night, and at some point in time they're going to make it. They've already made the decision, but should the NFL have just paused this week? Should the NFL have said, "Hey, we're just we're going to allow everybody to catch their breath, and we're going to take a mental health week and try to let everybody just process everything and and uh, we're going to take the week off and we're just going to 
we're going to push, we're going to eliminate that bye week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. We're just, week 18 will be played a week from Sunday. Mm. As I was immediately after the game, I, I was not one of the people that was, why hasn't the NFL canceled this game yet? Why, why are they, I mean, I, I guess if they did that, Chuck, if they decided to do that, I, I would feel like, okay, that that's that's fine. That makes sense. Okay, I'm good with that. Uh, I don't I'm not sitting here today saying they should do that. Okay. I I guess if the NFL decided to do that, I would say, yeah, what they found out from their teams and from the head coaches that they've talked to and the players that they've talked to, they're all struggling with this right now mm-hmm. and they need a mental health week. Um, then I would I would sit back and go okay they they made a decision that they felt like was best for them, but by not doing it I'm I'm not I don't feel like I'm I'm surely not going to be critical of them for not doing it either. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's certainly one of those things where it's like kind of what damned if you do damned if you don't to a degree. Mm-hmm. All right, it's seven twenty five. Jamie's got a question of the day right. You have a question mm-hmm. for me and Jeff and our mm-hmm. fine listening audience? Well, we'll do that next year this morning on the Morning Drive. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What you got? 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 All right, I'm going to stick with the NFL mm-hmm. for today's question. And I want you to predict to me mm-hmm. the postseason for your Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Okay. Can I ask you one question before you I answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have uh, you going to have a better seed than what you got right now? Don't know. Okay, that's part of the question. I think the Dallas Cowboys win one and then lose. And then the big question in the in the in the world of the NFL is has Jerry Jones seen enough or does he feel like that that's all they can progress and is Sean Payton on the uh, on the house phone? So I'm going to say one. You're going to fire lose. a coach who, in theory, is one win away from being the N- number one seed in the NFC. So, I'm just saying that that's going to be a question. All right, help me out here, Chuck. Okay. Because I'm not an NFL genius like yourself. Okay. Oh, okay. So if they stick at five, they're going to play Tampa on the Bay. road at Tampa. Okay. Mm-hmm. After that, they would take on the lowest remaining seed, correct? Or the highest? I think it would be highest. Highest, yeah. So they would have to play at Philly? Is that what you're suggesting? Okay, I'll buy that, yeah. Sure, I'll buy that. Mm -hmm. Or the 49ers, one of the two. It seems like the Vikings-Giants winner would have to play the Eagles and the Cowboys-Bucks. Would play San Francisco. 
would play San Francisco. That's what it seems to me. Am I off on that? No, I mean that's a reasonable expectation. I think I think you're right on that. Or or is it one of these deals where no, I think it could be this, Jamie. If if the Giants beat the Vikings, then they would play the Eagles. Right. If if the if the Vikings beat the Giants, they would play the they would play the um The Eagles are going to get the lower seed. Right. So that would be the four or five over the, the three yeah. and the Vikings. Yeah, right. So you're right. Yeah. So if the if the Vikings were to win, yeah, you're right. Then then the winner of Tampa Bay Dallas would play at Philly. Okay. All right. So you're saying you're saying Cowboys beat the Buccaneers in Tampa at Tampa Bay. Yeah. At, in Tampa. And then they move lose. on and they lose at San Francisco or at Philly? At Philly. They would they would go to Philly. Because they're the five seed. Yeah, so they would lose to Philly. Jeff? All right, Dallas Jeff. Cowboys will be the one of the Wilson brothers, specific, specifically Owen. Owen won. Oh. They will lose in the first round of the playoffs as the five seed. Oh. So then what happens? We go into the offseason? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, do they, they fi- play golf? Do they do they fire? Do they fire? Uh, you're going to fire your coach who was one win away from being the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think so. One win. Now, yeah. granted, you had lots of opportunities to get that win, but you were one win away from being the number one seed. No, you're not firing your coach. If yeah. Dallas lost to Tampa Bay, <clears throat> I'm not completely out on the thought of getting rid of Mike McCarthy. Okay, because Tampa Bay is not good. No, they're not. They're not. They're not good. I mean, they're just, they're not. They're eight and eight. They're not a great football team, and you're 12 and four. And at some point in time, you got to overcome Tom Brady, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose there. I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Buccaneers, okay? And I'll tell you this. If they play in Philly... I think the Cowboys will beat Philadelphia. Woo! And Is Jalen Hurts going to be the quarterback? And, and yes, and they will lose in the NFC title game against San Francisco. If the Cowboys have to play at San Francisco in the second round, I think they're, they go one and one, and they get knocked out there. I think the Niners are the best team in, in the, in the uh, NFC. Does that put... Um... I think we see a Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl. Oh, a little rematch. Super Bowl 54, huh? Hmm. Um, but I do think if they, it, I think the Cowboys can go and win at Philly. So let me ask you this. If, if let's just say they go one and done in Jeff's scenario, or they go one and one in your and mine scenario. No, I'm you, not firing Mike McCarthy at one and one. What, what if Sean Payton's available and it's a reasonable price? I, what, I, I'm not obsessed with Sean Payton. I think Jerry Jones is. I mean, he had one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game, and they won one championship. Okay. They had all sorts of struggles in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of untapped potential. Uh, that, I mean, didn't Wasn't he the offensive coordinator on a team that Jerry Jones runs that I mean, they took away the play calling duties at one point. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then he left. And then he left. He so, went to, I mean, is Jerry really that enamored with him? I think so. Well, I don't, that's a great question. Uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. Jeff, you're not in on Sean Payton, are you? I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm no, just no. Yeah. not like he's... I mean, making, I'm not making, firing Mike McCarthy one win shy of the number one seed in the NFC, which is a spot you have not been in in forever as a Cowboy fan, to take a chance on Sean Payton working. It is working with Mike McCarthy. We might not always like what it looks like, but it is working. I just, I, I'm going to be really disappointed if they lose to Tampa. I just think the Cowboys are so much better than the Bucks. Uh, Raiders' dad says, "I think Chuck is also obsessed with Sean Payton." There is no question. I think you're right about that. There's no question. I think you're right about that. There's probably there's probably some truth to that. Somebody says this. I think they beat Tampa. Okay. Uh, this uh, from Pepsi Man, who has surfaced this morning. Good morning, guys from Lubbock, Texas. Pepsi Man's in Lubbock. Stop talking about my Cowboys. They're going all the way to the Super Bowl. Stop being some haters. Yeah. Tampa's not good, but it's Tom Brady. I don't think anybody, any team wants to see him in the postseason. You've got to slay that dragon at some point in time. Or the dragon eats you, and I've been eaten enough. I'm good. I've accepted my fate against that dragon. You just don't, you have no hope. None. Not a zip zero zilch. Wow. We're the Owen brothers. Owen one. We've already lost to Tampa Bay once this year. At their place. Teams are different. Deja vu all over again. Well, that little black cloud is following you this morning. 738 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, this with regard to Sean Payton, not to mention he was in charge or allowed his defensive players to try to hurt the opposing team quarterback. That's fair. Uh, that's just a poor reflection of character. How come everybody forgets about that? Trying to end a person's career is just awful. No, there's the, I mean, that's a, that's a fair statement against uh, Sean Payton. Without, uh, without question. Uh, Jamie, lay off the crack pipe if you think Dallas will beat Philly in Philly. The crack pipe. I feel better about beating Philly in Philly and the Niners in San Francisco than I do Tampa in Tampa Bay. Goodness. Uh, Tom just, Brady will pick apart Dallas's extremely weak secondary. Do you, do you buy into that, Jeff? I don't know how he will beat us. I just know he will. Uh, we sit here um, this deep into the season. I just don't know what the Cowboys and Eagles are. I just don't know. I this I I have. I'm not saying I think either one of them is a bad team. I think they're both good teams. Mm -hmm. I I just I don't think that they're at the level of San Fran. I don't think they're at the level of KC or Cincinnati. Yeah, you know I'll tell you. It seems like in the AOC, there's a, a number of teams that could make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, that would include Buffalo, Cincinnati. Uh, would it include the Chiefs? Um, heck, maybe maybe Baltimore outside. But as far as uh, the NFC, boy, it feels like it's a pretty limited number. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us this morning. 
on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3. Dot com with uh, Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Let's see here. It's from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. A quick Google shows you that the uh, playoff is hosting a pregame tailgate at the stadium that costs $150 per person to attend. There is your answer right there. Hmm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think we're on to something. Uh, Lindale Jeff uh, says this. We count on you all to give us basic facts, like telling us exactly when games are. I really appreciate the app telling me there was a Lady Raider game last night. After the last two days, I have no idea when the college football playoff final is. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. This, uh, what story is Chuck going to report next? Georgia's tight end won't play because of the state of California and because of a torn ACL. LOL. Um, this, apologize to California. California needs to apologize to me. Uh, Jamie, if Tech Baseball wins the national title, can you grow out the rat tail till football season? Oh, man, I, I would do it. I just don't think Mrs. Lent would allow me to do it. What if you told her it would just really make you happy because then you would have had your ultimate happiness because okay, you would have been told, able to say, it is a great day to be a Red Raider. If I told her that me mm-hmm. growing out the rat tail mm-hmm. would guarantee Tech Baseball winning a national championship, she would be on board. She'd be, oh, thank God. Thank God the long wait is over. My husband's finally going to be happy. (laughs) She would be okay with it. Mm -hmm. But like saying, hey, uh, after they win the national championship in June, we're going to celebrate with me growing out the rat tail. And really, that would only be two months. Yeah. I don't even know the way my hair grows if it would, you would get much out of that. I think at that point, she's like, pick a different way to celebrate. Why don't you go get overserved one night or something? Okay. So two, <laughs> overserved. Uh-huh. Ding 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 ding. I mean, wow. I'm not being crit- <laughs> Jamie doesn't drink, <laughs> so one it wouldn't take much. Mm. Mm. Uh, somebody somebody says this hacky sack. We all tailgating before the Dave Matthews Band concert. <laughs> uh, Raiders dad, man, you Kansas people, German bat ball toilet tag. I'm not familiar with that game. That's that's Clint's game. And now Cornwasher, you know, that's, uh, that's fair. German bat balls me. Okay. Clint's the toilet tagger, right? Yes. I've never heard of that game. <clears throat> oh, well, uh, eight Oh five this morning here on the morning drive. Um, let's see this. What if we get Mrs. Lint's permission? I guess the morning drive listeners. Good they, luck. Good luck. They form some kind of petition. <clears throat> if you see her on the street or in the grocery Man, store. Man, I haven't or, seen her in quite some time. I or, think, you know, happen to have a kid in her class, have at it. And good. again, as Jamie said, she'd be on board if it guaranteed a championship. Yeah, uh, she, would, she would definitely do that. Yeah. She'd probably let me shave it bald if it was yeah. going to guarantee it. Okay. But it's the other way around that I can see right. her having a problem with. Right. Okay, hey. so you already got the national championship. Why do you need to embarrass the family with a rat tail 
Oh, we, we just I we haven't seen her in quite some time. Do you you've got her hidden, or she just doesn't want to be amongst our ilk? <laughs> That'd be my bad. Um, did you expect me to bring her to work? No, I just you know I haven't I haven't seen we her. We don't quite really some... hang out outside of work. I, I know. I just, her. I just haven't. I just haven't even bumped into her. I guess yeah. I just haven't been in the right spot. I guess not. Here's a sports question for you, Jamie. How do you like this baseball team? I <clears throat> I like the fact that the target is not on the Red Raiders' back, and I think they got a great chance to su- survive, surprise some folks, because I think you got a really young offensive unit that's really good, and you got some key guys back. But I do think that um, I think you're going to be you're going to see more of a team that's not as reliant on home runs, um, put the ball in play. I think you're going to see a faster, more athletic team. I think you've got, I mean, just a ton of depth, and I think there's really quality young players there that are going to be really fun and exciting to watch. And I, I think that rotation-wise, I mean, it's that's still up in the air a little bit, but I think Brendan Gurton... Um, is a guy that I, I think has the potential to be to be um, really really good. Um, I, I just I, I think they're you know you have I think you have a lot of depth that maybe people didn't rely on or didn't expect as much in the bullpen, and so I I think you have a chance to to really survive some or surprise. Why do I keep saying survive? Surprise some people and. I love the fact that it's not one of those years where like everybody's gunning for Texas Tech, mm-hmm. but I think they're I think they're going to be good. I do. I I don't. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and predict Omaha. I've never done that. Never will. But I I think you've got a really good chance to be where you've been in the past, and that's competing for a Big Twelve title and having a chance to host in the postseason. I don't think anything's changed in that regard. Um, the guys that were hurt or uh, had. You know the shoulder surgery or arm surgery. Is, are they healthier? Are they going to have to join in season, or are we in pretty good shape like that? Which guys are you talking? I don't about? know. I've just uh, seems like we always have somebody that's coming back from something. Hayde Key is a guy that missed all of last season. He should be back. Okay. Um, so so that's good. Um, I don't think there's any. Did Gurton have an injury? Was he like okay? Gurton's a guy. Yes, yeah. and that's right. Gurton. He didn't. He didn't have surgery or anything but like he did, that, he, but he missed the he, end of the season. That's, he was shut down, yeah. Yeah, he was shut down, and he looked good in fall ball. So okay. I, I just, I mean, two guys that you bring back that I think you can pretty much pencil in as rotation guys is is Mason Molina and Brendan Gurton, and Mason was terrific at the end of the year, <coughs> just got better and better as the season went along. Trendon Parrish is another one, Jeff, a Chuck, that mm-hmm. uh, was missed the end of the season. And I'm not sure on the status of Trendon Parish. Okay. He did. I did not see him throw in the fall. So, I'm, but that doesn't mean he's definitely out. They may have just been feeling like he needs more time to rest. So, I'm not certain about that. But um, I've heard reports, really good reports on on other guys um, that they've taken big steps forward. And from what you saw in the fall, it looked like it was, there was a lot of depth there. So, oh bless, he's a guy that I think. I read one recent report where he had really jumped up in velocity, and so he could be a much bigger factor than he's been. I just, 
I really like the offense. I think you 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 got a lot of different guys that can play all over the field. Put the ball and play. Athletic and can run and do those kind of things. So I, I I'm excited about just a kind of a change. I don't want to say change in styles, maybe too much, but uh, relying less on the home run and mm-hmm. playing a little bit more small ball. You know, that's kind of my style. So I feel like it's more of a team that's got the combination of both. Hey, would you uh, would you tell Coach Tadlock that you know, last night when we left Allen Fieldhouse, which the Hoagland Ballpark is right across the the parking lot, real like fifty or so feet, the lights were on. So I don't I don't know what they were doing. They were putting in some extra BP or some infield or something. I didn't see any players on the field. Maybe they had ghosts out there running around. Maybe they had a, a late night workout just to kind of get the feel of things. Mm. But would you let them know that they had the lights on last night in Lawrence and I'll let them know because what, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for them to be practicing, practicing right now. So I'll let them know to notify the NCAA that Kansas is cheating. And the NCAA will say, Kansas, again? We told you, Bill Self's good. <laughs> no, no, Coach, baseball. Baseball. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to, I wanted to alert you of that. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.